Billy Morgan feels so bad Everybody seems to nag me Coming Tuesday I feel better Even my old man looks good Wednesday just don't go G'day folks, welcome to the first edition of Radio Karam of Triple B Socials. My name's Bill and to say I'm nervous is an understatement. Not only is this my first podcast, it is also my first ever radio presentation. So nervous, yes, but also super excited to, be, to bring to you the locals of the area, hopefully some interesting programs. Main objective of the podcast will be based around mine and friends' passions varying from discussions on battling cancer, mental health and well-being, as well as some other fun topics such as football, fishing and other fun topics. <laughs> I'm hoping that you, the listeners, can volunteer some topics of interest as well. Uh, maybe come into the studio oops, and discuss some topics um, with me and other listeners. A little about me and my passions of late have been uh, raising awareness of cancer, mental health and well-being. I do this by uh, riding my push bike and raising monies for charities like TDC and Pucker Up. More about those two charities a little later on. And of course, my beloved Melbourne Football Club. I hope no one's turned off after that. Anyway, we'll continue on. Uh, TDC, Tour de Cure, is a charity organisation that I and many others have ridden for for a number of years, raising money and awareness and funding research for cancer. TDC's mission is bold and daring, striving to cure cancer, working to get ahead of this disease and help find a cure. Tour de Cure started with a dream. Uh, a dream of cancer-free future, wanting to tackle cancer head-on and be, re be relentless in their pursuit of curing cancer. It's a big task, but one that they won't shy away from. Its ambition is backed up by its, um, the energy of the team, uh, the, the riders, the fundraisers and the volunteers, and critically, the researchers they help fund. Over the past year, 15 years, they've raised an enormous amount of money of in excess of $99 million dollars. The possibility of what can be achieved is endless and they're not stopping until cancer does. If anyone out there watches Channel 7's Morning Sunrise program, you may be aware of TDC as Mark Beretta is a major ambassador as well as one of the many riders on tour each year. My involvement has been for the last seven plus years, I've been participating in one of their tours, the Vic Discovery Tour. It's a three, three to four day event right event riding approximately 120 to 150 kilometres per day around the various parts of our beautiful state Victoria. We've also achieved uh, three tours that were held in the beautiful state of Tasmania. On tour there are about 100 to 120 riders as well as about 30 support crew. The riders are divided into pelotons of about 20 to 30 riders depending on overall numbers. Each peloton is a front and rear car, ride leaders, a bike mechanic for any mishaps as well as a medic in each peloton. So you can say the tour looks after all the riders. It's a very safety conscious tour. Safety, like I say, safety is paramount on these tours. We've also got logistic vehicles tagging along as well during the course of providing, uh, carrying our bikes at times, carrying our, our, our um, luggage, food, <laughs> most important food. Um, yeah, so we've got logistic vehicles as well. The best part of tours is not only the camaraderie amongst the riders and support staff, but everyone agrees, beside the food, 
The best part of tour is when each Peloton visits a primary school and promotes a TDC campaign of the slogan of Be Fit, Be Healthy and Be Happy. The school kids get right into it and participate in the activities and have a ball. And the ride as well. They're treated like rock stars. They love it. It's an unbelievable experience. Everyone loves the school visit. There are other small tours as well in other states like in South Australia and WA. On these small tours, each rider has to raise a minimum of $3,000. There are some brilliant people out there that raise in excess of $10,000 and some in excess of $20,000. It's an enormous amount of money to be raised by these people. It's an individual effort. It's, it's a great effort. And to be quite honest, I find the fundraising the hardest part of tour. <laughs> it really gets hard and, and each year you've got to think of different ways of, of, of raising monies. I'd rather ride than raise the funds to be quite <laughs> honest. Um, but anyway, we continue on. There, then, there, then there is the major tour each year which is a nine day event which starts and ends in different parts of the country. This tour is known as the Signature Tour. Once again, with about 130 to 140 riders and 40 to 50 support staff. Has same groups of pelotons with the same support as the smaller tours, besides the extra days in the saddle as well as extra kilometres each day. Each rider needs to raise a minimum of $12,000. Here today we're lucky enough to have two of this year's SIG Tour riders in the studio, but before I introduce them, let's go to an ad break and we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Triple B Socials on Radio Karen. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Because Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night don't worry, don't worry about, about a thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health will make, make you feel alright. Welcome back to our Radio Caram and Triple B Socials. As I said, in the studio we have two of this year's TDC Signature Tour riders. Uh, both local to the area, one from Cheltenham and uh, one from down the road in Morty. Uh, welcome to Neil and Megan. G'day guys. How you going, Billy? Well, hey, thank Triple you. Hey, Triple B. Hi, listeners. Um, terrific to be joining you all today. Thanks very much, Meigs. Tomo. Um, firstly, Neil is a sprightly 65-year-old, and it, and it is his third SIG tour from memory. Is that correct, Neil? Uh, fourth overall. Fourth overall. Oh, It'll be third riding. Okay, that's right, yes. And uh, did one as uh, support crew. Very good. And Megs, this is your first SIG tour, correct? That's, yeah, this is the first one for me, Billy. Wow. How are you guys feeling? Uh, pretty excited, a bit, bit nervous. I've done a couple of smaller tours, so yeah. about six of the smaller Victorian tours for, you know, three days in the saddle, but this is a big one. It's the eight day. It's a big, yeah. the big cracker, 1,000 Ks to have eight days. It's on 16th of March, correct? Yep. And yeah, day zero. Day zero, 16th of March. And more importantly, you guys are ready. Yeah, as ready as I'll ever be. It's like exam day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel. Yeah, it's probably the best I felt over out of the three tours. So, oh, it's good. Yeah, good. Getting getting better with age, Neil. 
Yeah, so they say. <laughs> Maxie, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, obviously trained for the smaller tours, so uh, it's just probably managing the fatigue. So after about three or four days, sort of 100 and 150 k's a day, uh, you get a bit tired. So it's it's sort of making sure you've got plenty of time in the saddle and those repeat rides. So, yeah, I, I think so. I hope so. Oh, good, good. And um, can you let the listeners know where the tour is starting and ending this year? Uh, Coffs Harbour. So we kick off in Coffs Harbour and we, we finish uh, in a beautiful Noosa, uh, which will be really exciting to finish in such such a great location, but also great weather. So you're staying home for a couple of extra R and R days? yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, why not? While you're there, eh? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, good. We'll excellent. deserve it anyway. I'm sure you will, mate. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Have a few frothies after that, yeah. eh? I think for Neil, he's couple. done it a few times. For me, it's a pretty big achievement, you know, to train. You know, I'm not an athlete, so um, you know, you get out in the bike and give it a go. So I've got my family and. I'll be there at the finish line. Hopefully, I'll be coming over with the rest of the crew. I'm sure you will, Megzi. I'm sure you will, Megzi. I'm sure you will. Like I said, I've I've been fortunate enough to ride with you guys on the Vic Discovery Tours, Tomo, from the very first one, I think, seven-odd years ago, starting in in Geelong. Yeah, 2016. Something like that. And Megzi, the year after, you you, you jumped on board. And um, we've all ridden together on on training rides and some events. Um, Can you tell the listeners why you got involved with TDC? Um, I used to do the um, two-day tours that Peter McCallum used to run. Um, the mate of mine uh, contracted uh, cancer and um, he uh, got his daughter started and his son was a bike mechanic and everything, so he decked us all out. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, when we thought it had all finished in 2015, um, yeah, we got uh, an email from Peter Mack saying that they'd joined forces with Tour de Cure. Um, they were doing a, a launch and uh, I thought it was the perfect way to say goodbye to my mate because he'd passed away at the end of 2015 just after the last Peter Mack ride. Okay. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was perfect timing as far as I was concerned. Um, but, uh, yeah, I made a promise to him that I'd just keep riding as long as I could, um, raise the money and do whatever, and sort of seven years later I'm still going and as far as I'm concerned it's just unfinished business. That's exactly right mate. And Megzi? Yeah I, I probably had a different start to Tour de Cure. I met one of the founders Jeff Coombs in another job in another role and I actually had never been on a bike before but my husband was a mammal middle aged man in Nykra and the kids and I would, would make fun of him when he'd come down the stairs with his gear on and and then um, clop, that's clop. it and you, are you really wearing that out of the house dad? Really? And, uh, and those guys encouraged uh, Steve, my husband, to go along for a bit of a ride and then he actually joined the Signature Tour but on the Signature Tour there's an opportunity to do a guest ride so that's where you come along and you do two days guest ride and I happened to be off work and I went along and supported him and we finished a ride in Geelong and and, and it's quite... um, it's quite overwhelming. You've got a hundred and you know fifty people, including the support staff, and and it's you know physically quite demanding. And there's so much um, camaraderie, and you feel this uh, immense passion to to for the cause. 
uh, clearly we had an event that night. I had a few wines. I think I said I could do this. And next thing you know, there's a bike and I'm out there on the bike. I think my first ride was from Beaumaris to Seaford. I think it was uh, returns about 34Ks. And then my husband got me in the cleats, which is where you stick your shoes in, and there was a couple of incidents of where I just plopped over on the on the road they're a bit hard to get out of and and next thing you know I'd signed up uh, for a, um, a guest ride on the SIG tour so that oh, was a couple okay. of days and and off I went and trained but during that time my mum actually uh, contracted or, or was diagnosed with breast cancer so it became a little bit more real for me um, real. during that time and I think uh, we were riding in the May and then in October before while I was training my dad Bill died very suddenly of lung cancer quite mm. unexpectedly so all of a sudden it became very personal. Uh, it was about my grief and it was a, a really great way to sort of work through that grief. And, and um, I think when something happens, a cancer affects a lot of people, but you feel really helpless. Um, you feel like you've got, you've got no control. Uh, it's in the hands of the doctors and sometimes in the hands of the gods. But the fact that we can do something positive... Uh, and raise money and raise awareness, but also be fit and healthy. And, and as we're getting on a little bit, I'm probably not right there where we're, we're not talking about my age, Billy, but um, <laughs> the fact that we can actually get on a bike and actually at the age of, I think, of 45 I was when I started, um, that well, I can actually on, let me do, do the maths. Yeah, get out. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, – so, so the first tour for me was pretty uh, pretty emotional um, in terms of the grief. I can imagine, and, I can imagine, But yeah. then, you know, as you move forward, it becomes less about that and it's about um, this community and about raising money. Money and you know you can see it not just with our charity, but you know I've got a girlfriend that lost her husband to pancreatic cancer, and I know that the work she does uh, brings a bit of solace when you lose someone so close that you can actually put your energy and effort into actually raising some money and awareness for for cancer, all types of cancer, and, yeah. and that's what we support. We're supporting research exactly to to um to find a cure to for all, ca- all cancer. For all cancers, that's exactly right. And, and one of the good things about it on tour. I don't know if people are aware of this, but do we have riders that have had cancer and battling through cancer at the oh, moment? So absolutely. There's, there's quite a number of them. You know, and we could, you know, I'm not going to name them, but there's quite a number of riders that I'm, I'm blown away that they've suffered this and the, their attitude is so positive. You know, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, to me, it's mind-boggling. I can't. I don't, I don't know how they get by, and they're, they're always smiling and cheerful, and yeah, you know, and they, and they get out, get out and ride and, yeah. and and raise money. Anyway, we move on. Um, what are you most looking forward to? On this SIG tour? Um, making it <laughs> to the eight days, but it's the camaraderie. It's the uh, it's all these people from different walks of life uh, that, in fact, if apart from this cause, you probably wouldn't meet these people mm. um, apart from coming together and, and that support and care of getting everyone through the day is, is quite incredible. I think um, yeah. that's, that's a really special... Uh, part of the tour. And that's one of the things that I've noticed in the seven odd years that I've been with uh, riding with Tour de Cure, the mateship and camaraderie that you, that you formed with everybody is unbelievable. You know, you still, we still see each other regularly, we ride together, we, we go out socially, it's, it's been unbelievable. Tomo, what are you looking forward to? Uh, catching up with guys that uh, haven't seen for the, about the last 12 months, um, renewing relationships there and the school visits and the community dinners and uh, giving away 10 grand to the uh, local community where we have dinners and uh, for the cancer-related projects or research, anything that's related to the cancer, mm-hmm. um, they get 10000 So, yeah. 
And um, what do you think you'll dislike most, mostly <laughs> besides the early morning call-outs? And they're pretty gruesome sometimes, especially after a few wines. Well, that's right. And you've got to remember, I do a lot of my riding on Beach Road, which doesn't have a lot of hills. So for me, it's the hills. Uh, the yeah. hills, yeah. I think it's the hills I, uh, for a lot I of think, people. Uh, there's, a, there's a few riders that love the hills. That's definitely not yeah. mine. But yeah. my theory is what goes up must come down. So those descents are pretty sweet. But, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that sort of plays in your mind about getting some of those, uh, yeah. those pretty big hills. Yeah, the hills, but yeah, the sore backside after uh, <laughs> the long days in the saddle. It, yeah, yeah, you, it doesn't get after, any easier. After nine days, yeah, you, you're looking for a place to hide. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. You know, I mean, they talk about creams and, and, and um, chamois, chamois and whatever. There's not a chamois in the world that can, can solve that problem, I don't think. No. Anyway, um, no. What have you learnt on tours over the years that you didn't know beforehand? It can be anything re- regarding to um, cancer, riding, or diets, etc. Anything you've learnt over the years? Uh, you eat a lot. You need <laughs> a, you need a lot of fuel. I think uh, the first lesson I had is I probably wasn't eating enough food. So, oh. you, and, and the great news is you get to eat some stuff that you probably you know don't normally eat. So sausage rolls, apple turnovers, the old chalky milk, chalky milk. Yeah. Um, so Ice yeah, grains. I think. And, but I think the other thing for me, Billy, that really surprised me is that um, I've been involved in lots of charities over the time, but. Um, the people that we're supporting, the researchers, um, are often on the tour with us. So yeah, I, I always okay. have this saying is, you know, I, you know, at work I'm not curing brain cancer. You know, I'm riding along next to a, a guy and I'll go, oh, what do you do, buddy? And he's a stem cell researcher. And you go, oh, actually, you are curing cancer. So yeah. I think the fact that the people that we're giving our money to, so we're supporting the Olivia Newton-John Foundation or um, Centre, um, they are there with us on the ride, either riding or supporting. They're at the community dinners. Uh, you know, it's really valued in terms of what we do. So it's not just about giving money to a, um, a faceless charity or, or faceless researchers. These people are actually really passionate what they do. Without our funding, they couldn't actually a lot of the times do the work. It's not government funded. Um, and they are incredibly appreciative. And, and what's great is once we give them money, so we'll support a project, we also then hear from them about how it's going and the breakthroughs that we've been able to to um, get with the, with, the, with Tour to Kill. There's been a quite a number of breakthroughs. Absolutely yeah, amazing. It's been an absolutely brilliant time. Um, yeah, mainly where all the riders and the support crew come from and what motivates them hearing about yeah. their stories, and which is all the common theme and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, some of the people that, not so much the researchers, but at the community dinners, they'll, um, every now and again, on especially on the signature tour ones, you get people from all walks of life as to how the cancer's affected their family. And every now and again, one will strike you and you just, you just got tears coming down your yeah. face. And 100%. it's... Yeah, and then you understand why you're doing it. Why you're doing it, that's right, yeah. And the pain that they go through or what we go through is nothing compared compared to what what they're going through. Exactly right. And and it's, yeah. And I guess, Megzi, you you would have seen it firsthand and and, and Tom and I, you know, seeing your your parents and your loved ones go through it. It's like I remember when my dad passed, it was was 12 months of trauma, you know, you wouldn't wish that on on a... on an animal, you know, it's just yeah. disgusting. But it's it's hard. Like I remember going to um, the hospital and sitting with my mate while he had treatment, and you see all the other people within the a, a small sort of room. There might be a dozen of them, and we're all having treatment, 
got family around and they're just chatting away to each other and they'll yell across the room, but not one person talks about cancer at all. No. It's all anything else, family-related or whatever, and it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable, yeah. Um, moving along, what has impressed you about the TDC organisation and can you explain to the listeners what it means to be in a TDC bubble whilst you're on tour? Uh, look, for me, the impressive thing and why I'm really passionate about it is um, the majority of the funds go to the projects that we, um, yeah. we support. So there are other charities that um, there's a lot of ad- administration, there's a lot of costs on costs, and so therefore when you give, um, not all the money is going to, to, the, to the charity. Yeah. There are some admin costs, but Tour de Cure keep them very low. Yeah. When we go on the tour, we actually pay personally for our, all our costs, our accommodation, our food, so that all the money we raise goes to the research yeah. project. So, so, so yeah, because Tour de Cure is basically uh, a fun, um, volunteers, a lot of a lot of volunteers in the office. There's very, very few paid staff in there, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. the majority of the money I, I, from. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's about eighty to ninety percent of the money goes excellent. to an actual charity. Yeah, so, yeah there's yeah. there's stuff on their website that goes through what they take, mm. so that it, they're it, being transparent. It's, it's all transparent, so, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and we, you know, and as a community, we ride, but during the year we volunteer. We have, um, you know, um, people that are on committees to help organise. Um, you know, obviously, not only do we do the bike ride, there's a series of, of walks. Um, they have collaborations with big corporations like Westpac and Commonwealth Bank uh, and Woolworths. So, it's got thousands of people that are also raising money. So, you know, there's a lot of volunteer work outside of just getting on a bike, on a bike yeah. uh, once a year. So. Mm-hmm. And, so, and the bubble, bubble Billy, yeah, the tell bubble. us about the bubble. We talk about the bubble. It's a, it's an, it's a bit like being if you remember when you were young, you go on camp. And for those, actually, some people didn't enjoy camp. I always loved camp, and I never wanted to go home. But this is it being with a whole lot of like-minded people for a common cause, which is actually quite. Um, Wonderful, getting to know people on a personal basis. You know, sitting on a bike for six to eight hours a day, um, and you're actually talking to someone next to you, several people, and you're actually getting to know people, which is. Hang on, can I just interrupt you? Yeah. I ain't talking on clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's yeah. uh, it's it's just it's a lovely, and you know, the other part is that you you're away from work, you're away from the everyday of the stuff that you have to do. So it's actually absolutely focused on what mm. you're doing and obviously a lot of times it's actually getting up that hill but it is it is wonderful. It's quite and euphoric it, to be is. part of something and to be part of something that you're actually doing something good for yourself which is, um, as I said, at our age it's, it's actually be good to get off the couch and um, but also that we're doing something that makes a difference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all of that. Um, knowing that you're, you're all there for the one thing um, no matter where you've come from or, or whatever the case may be. And you've, you've all had to train and do all of that stuff. But at the end of it, you finish and you go home and you think, oh, there's no more dinners. There's, <laughs> there's no more... You no know, more ice creams. What, <laughs> no more whatever. puddings. And you miss the people that you've just spent nine days yeah. with. And as Meg said, you, you, you're talking anywhere between 130 to 150 riders, depending on whether they're doing a full tour or, or four days, and then you, all your support crew on top of that. Well, that you, that's right. It's, it's just a bond that you have. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just really hard to explain unless you actually 
participate. Participate. Yeah, exactly right. And I, and I, and I keep saying it's going to be my last tour, last tour, but it's hard you, I, I, you can't back. you can't yeah. you gotta keep and coming the thing, back Billy, it's not just about writing you know, there are support roles so yeah. um that feeling and that sense of giving and being part of something really incredible is it's come from support roles so you don't need to be a bike rider no, no, no you don't no exactly um you can get in a That's car you can navigate you can yeah I'm taking over the Rodeo program <laughs> 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 sorry billy <laughs> no it's all good um i know it's a hard question but do you have a favorite tour that you've done over the years, I know it's hard. Like, do you have a favourite son or daughter? You know, it's, it's a hard one to. I, I find it hard to pick a favourite tour. They're all fantastic, but do you guys have a favourite tour? Yeah, I've got, I've got I might t- have a partial one. Two. Yeah, okay. So one would be the Peter Mac ones that we went down to Tassie for. Yeah, a place yeah. called Boat Harbour. <laughs> My one as well. Yes, <laughs> I think it's everyone's favourite. It was just fantastic. Just riding down into this. Uh, Harbour Wasn't a Yeah It was a life saving club Sort of thing But you got halfway down And you just had to stop And it was just the view But then Climbing out that morning (laughs) I was about to say The only problem The only problem with that tour Was the next morning Climbing out every morning Yeah (laughs) Yeah um, the other one would be My first signature Yeah of course Yeah Which was Mark Beretta's 10th But that was it was satisfying to get it done, but it was brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, every night when they used to do the briefing, you'd, you'd get the guy standing up and he'd say, it's Category 5, um, you wear everything, from boots to jackets to everything. And when you when you saw people... Just, just to interrupt you, Tomo, please, sorry. When you say, just to explain to the listeners, what do you, what do you mean by Category 5, so listeners understand? So, depending on what the weather does, mm-hmm. they may say certain layers of clothing that you'll need to provide or bring along with you. Um, and we used to have a, a day bag. Yeah. We'd put things like shoes on, in, um, jackets, spare stuff for the ride um, so that we could put on for the school visits, that sort of thing. Um, category 5 was the weather was going to be atrocious, it was going to be windy, it was going to be wet and you just wore everything. Yep. So from the the basic layer, a pair of knicks, your socks and your shoes, um, a, sh- a jersey, you'd then put on top of that Arm warmers, leg warmers, um, thermal underwear, um, raincoats. It was it was horrific. Yeah. But yeah, when you when you see an experienced rider and you stop at lunchtime and he's got a one of those space blankets on him, and he's bordering on hypothermic, it, it's it's a different animal. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was really satisfying to get that one done as a first one and I always said I only wanted to do one and now I'm doing my fourth so addictions yeah it, it is what it is but yeah, yeah. Megzy oh look the Tasmania one was the Boat most Harbour. beautiful yeah, yeah I think I've never seen there was a sleepy little village and we yeah. got down into it and the water was crystal clear and then it we was. we went into the water and had a couple of brewskis in our in our gear and it's crystal clear water which was quite incredible so it was incredible yeah, was it? yeah. yeah it was an incredible tour that one um what are some of the ways that you guys raise funds for your tour? And whilst you're at it, where can people donate if they wish to for you guys in particular? Um, mine was mainly done through work. 
Um, but you're you've retired still got now, your, mate. Yeah, retired now. Um, <laughs> but they still gave me some money. That's all right. Um, so I was happy with that. As you um, be. Family, friends. Yeah. Um, you might do an event, depending on what's going on. Um, and, yeah, that's probably basically where I get mine from. Um, but, yes, some of them have got corporate banking and that sort of stuff, and it's maybe a bit easier for them. They've got contacts that yeah. I wouldn't ever dream of probably having. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit harder for me. Um, and it's always the stumbling block for the signature tour, having yeah. to raise 12000 okay, it's uh, It's not anything to sneeze at. No, not at all. So, um, yeah, it, it's just good to get it. Um, this year, I'm not far off it. So, okay, if anyone wants to donate, what's your, what's your link? Um, it's basically um, tourdecure.grassroots. Um I think it's forward slash Neil Thomas signature to a... Look, we'll get it right and we'll put it in the, whatever, in the, in the but, links uh, below, yeah, in the bio. Yeah. Below. Okay. And Megzi? Oh, look, I'm probably pretty lucky. I hit the corporates up pretty hard. Um, <laughs> but my son and husband um, also do the, the Victorian tours. They're not doing the SIG tour, but we do it as a family. And um, obviously then we raise the three times the amount. So they we have to choose who we're going to hit up in the family and which friends and... And uh, but you know we'll do raffles and dinners yeah. and and uh, and look that's half the fun and what we do is we all help each other out we've all got our own target because that's part of the the requirement to to raise the funds to sort of get into the tour but we actually all help help each other out and go to you know we've, they've got a Bunnings barbecue you know sausage sizzle we'll go down and give them a hand so there's a there's a lot of camaraderie in terms of mm-hmm. getting everyone to the finish line and on I, there and I know you guys Sunday. went to uh, Daryl's uh, dinner on Friday night correct yep, yep. yep. Go well. He he yeah. uh, he raised nine thousand oh, dollars. Excellent, um, yeah. excellent. Looked up a great meal, and people people are incredibly generous. Um, you know, and and what does pull the heartstrings is when people talk about their own story and. And uh, particular stories will sort of really hit people pretty hard, especially around children where people have lost their kids. Yeah, um, and we all can relate to that as as parents. So I think um, they're, they're incredibly powerful in terms of people digging deep and and helping the cause. And your link, Megzi? Oh look, I'm actually I've actually already hit mine. So I'm gonna any anyone uh, listening uh, over to Neil. So um, okay. um we'd, and it all goes to the same place. Same in place. Terms exactly of, um, right. So yeah. we'll we'll put Neil's um uh, links in the, in yeah, the bio perfect. later on. Okay. Okay, getting onto the training component. What are some of the training you do before a tour, and how far out from uh, tour do you commence to, to up your training? You know, get get serious. I know you do guys train regularly, um, but when you get when do you get fair thinking about training hard for for Sig tour or, or, or Vic Discovery tour? Do you wait a week beforehand? Or, or? Yeah, you can't you can't you can't wing. It's a bit like I said to my daughter with her VC. You can't you can't just do it to three weeks out and hope for the best. Uh, you've got to train. Exactly, so I think yeah. at the moment, I think uh, actually Neil did a few more Ks, but you're up to about 300, 350 a week. Now think about uh, to do 100 Ks, that's about four hours average of riding. So it's a pretty big investment of time, especially a little bit easier for Neil and I at the moment because we're, we're not working at the moment. So it's probably a little bit easier for us, but you've got mm-hmm. people that have got families and, and jobs. So you, you're sort of doing yeah. up around that 350, 400 in the lead up. Um, yes, yeah, I, I did a silly thing, did over 500 the other <laughs> week, but it just crept up on me and I thought, oh, yeah, it's a chance, why not? Oh, but why not? Some yeah. of the guys do that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, they get guys. up at 
Four o'clock in the morning, morning, and ride for three hours, which is nearly a hundred k's. Then they go to work, and then they go to work. Yeah, Yeah. but yeah, it's usually hard. Two at a queue put out a matrix for it and that sort of thing, Um, but it's usually gets fed income twelve weeks out. Yeah, um, and they start saying, "Yeah, you've got to do so many rides uh, before you can actually go," and then they'll do. The, the ride leaders will do reports and um, so that uh, they know where you're at and whatever. Um, and they can see it all on websites and, and Strava and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the training's a lot harder, um, like normal, uh, than when you actually do the ride. Yeah. Um, so that you can at least enjoy prepared, it or enjoy yeah. parts of it anyway. Yeah, yeah but the downhill part. That's it. Well, yeah. and the other thing, we, we do need to get to the Frankston Alps because if you ride between here and Port Melbourne, there ain't a lot of hills to, well, I know, from to uh, train on. So. Well, from, from Frangers to Chelsea, it's zero vert. <laughs> yeah, zero, so, and that's 10 k's of yeah. zero vert. Yeah. So you've got to get out before you yeah. get some vertical yeah. meters. That, that's the trouble. You've got to sometimes travel. Like yeah. we'll, we went out to Mount Macedon, so we started at Sunbury at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, but you've got to get there. Started at Ballarat and did Mount Bunurong. Um, so, yeah, you've got to travel. Um, Unfortunately, where to, we are. To do it. Do, yeah. um, to get your, the hill work that yeah. you, 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 need, to you do, need to do. And exactly. then you suffer. All right. Let's go to an ad break before the next lot of hard-hitting questions and we'll be right back. You're listening to Triple B Socials on Radio Carum. Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the yeah, pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's Carum. Carum in Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. Okay, we're back on Radio Car and Triple B Socials. Now for the really hard-hitting questions, which will allow the listeners to know a little bit more about you guys. Um, Megzi, what song gets you up and about, huh? Uh, well, I'm actually an 80s girl, uh, but the one I've just uh, – I've got a new one. So my feel-good song is uh, from the new Top Gun movie, uh, Maverick. It's the uh, from One Republic, which is uh, I Ain't Worried, which is the one for the listeners that have seen the movie. Uh, it's where they're playing football on the beach. So okay. that's my that's, that's my your, new get up that's and your new get up and go get up and go okay. song. We may play that a little bit later on. Yes. We'll just see how yes. we go. <laughs> um, Tomo, mine's a oh, I suppose not so much an oldie, but um, I heard this when uh, Teddy Whitten passed away. And they did the lap around uh, the MCG and everything. Um, and it just struck a chord. Don't know why, don't know how. But it's um, Hero from uh, Mariah Carey. Okay. Yep, good. Now, you guys, cat or a dog person? And if so, what do you have and what are the names? Dog. Dog. Always. Always, yes. Um, we've got a beagle. Be- yep. Um, getting on in life now um, and he's Rupert Rupert and I hear he likes to dig a lot of few holes doesn't he Tomo? 
Oh, Still digging? Yeah. Yeah, it tries to dig under the back fence. And it's not going too far because there's concrete on the other side. But oh, you uh, get, You're getting beat, are you? Oh, no, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I had to re-fence everything off and do whatever, yeah. Nearly lost my armour underneath. You just... Couldn't reach the end. He was going to China. <laughs> Maxie? Uh, definitely a dog lady. De- yeah. Definitely a dog lady. Uh, the kids call me the crazy dog lady, and I think it's more because I've got teenagers and the dogs are way nicer and, and uh, more loving than they are. Uh, so two British blue staffies, so yep. Louis and Frankie. I met them last week, didn't I? Yes, yes. yes. they're quite uh, expensive. Louis, uh, Frankie ate a puffer fish on the beach. That, that cost a little, little bit of money to get her out of trouble. So she's now on the pathway now. We don't go to the beach very often. Okay, then. Um, what's the one meal you like to eat before a big ride? Oh, it's usually your pasta. Um, I usually have spaghetti carbonara just to, yeah, get the fuel into the body. Okay. Megzi? Yeah, probably that, but I need to have a coffee. I need, yeah. a, I need a coffee before I get on the bike. And then my go-to uh, is a sausage roll with tomato sauce. You go to the sausage roll, yeah. the tomato sauce, beautiful. Um, can you cook and what is your signature dish? Um, I never used to cook. My wife did all the cooking. Um, but uh, I had a, um, a heart attack uh, back in the end of 2019. So that brought home new or different... Uh, stuff so I got involved with what I should be eating and what I shouldn't be eating and that sort of stuff so I started doing the shopping and everything um, so yeah we did a lot of recipes and so forth so I cook um, probably most of the meals now Okay. Um, but the one I usually like cooking is um, beef stroganoff beef stroganoff, yeah, lovely, love that good Oh, the house specials, the roast lamb with the duck fat potatoes. Okay. Yeah, I probably need to watch those, Neil, if you come over, the duck fat potatoes. (laughs) Um, Okay, so name three people dead or alive you'd invite to eat this masterpiece you've created. But before we do so, have a think about it, and we're going to play Megzi's Get Up and Go song, see if it gets us up and going. Let me see if I can get this right now. Hi, everybody. This is Witch from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karam and get down with the good vibes. Back on Radio Karam with Megs and Tomo on Triple B Socials. That was a bit of a toe-tapper there, Megsy. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Awesome, awesome. Now your three dinner guests are for your... Oh, this I, I, I got to think about it. So Elvis, um, Elvis grew, I grew building. up with um, my parents loved Elvis, and the kids obviously like know the music from the the movie that's just come out. Um, I, probably my dad Bill, he was a great storyteller, so I'd like to have him him there. I'd like to have him back. Uh, sometimes a little bit politically incorrect. Uh, Bill was Billy Boy, which <laughs> is my dad, old days, uh, and obviously uh, a big fan of John Candy. So I'd like to have him back as well. So okay. my favorite, one of my favourite movies is Blues Brothers. So if I got an extra guest, I'd bring um, John Belushi as well. So okay. that they'd be my four. Well, we okay. We can sneak four in. There you go. Okay. Done. Uh probably my best mate, um, Rod. Um, 
The other one would be Rod Laver, because I used to play tennis for about 40 years or so. Okay. And he was, yeah, they can talk all they like, but as far as I'm concerned, he's probably the best tennis player. That you've, that you've that seen, yeah? I've ever seen. Yep. Um, especially if you take into account um, he won a Grand Slam in 61, then turned professional and wasn't allowed to compete for eight years, and then his first uh, year back, he won the Grand Slam again. So what was he going to win over that eight years exactly, spread? Yeah. So to me, yeah, I'd love yep. him. And the other one's uh, Robbie Flower from the Melbourne of Footy Club. Of course. Can't have, <laughs> can't have Robbie. That's mm. it. Um, okay. What is the one thing people may be surprised to find out about you? And I think I might have found out yours, Tomo, but anyway, any, something else? Because I don't know a lot about you guys. I, I know a bit, but what's the one thing that you know people that know you that, that may be surprised to find out that you've done or, or, or whatever? Oh, that I do these rides at bloody 65 years of age. <laughs> yeah, but we know that. But what's the one thing that might surprise other people? So surprise us, sorry, that, that you've done in the past? Oh, probably that I played Ten- yeah, competitive I- tennis for... Well, since I was about so, twelve, I had no idea that you played. And played up until I was nearly fifty. Um, it was only the um, the work I was doing at the time it was shift work, and I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be that'd it, probably yeah. the main thing. Maxie. Uh, I did a variety bash once. I've obviously uh, liked a bit of charity work, but I did the whole thing in the paddle pop streets, paddle pop lion suit, Beautiful. which was incredibly sticky and hot because it was in northern Queensland. So there's, there, I don't think I've actually ever told. I think my husband knows that, but apart yeah, I didn't know that. No, there you I, go. I've heard you talk about that. Doing, I, I know Steve. The last time I saw him a couple of weeks ago, when we were out on a ride, he was talking about buying a car yeah, to yeah, do yeah, the bash with yeah, Gary yeah, and, and that um, conversation yeah. cost us a bit of money so yeah, yeah. so, so has he got a handboy car well he's looking now <laughs> yes he's looking now apparently they have to be over a certain years uh, so, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, so yeah. the budget keeps going up Billy so this yes <laughs> you there you sell, go you have to sell the other cars <laughs> um your favourite sports team. So be careful what you say here, Megzi, because there's a door and I might could kick you out here. Well, it's not in the field that you like, though. That's okay. Yeah, so, so it's, you're safe then. So I'm a bit of a rev head, so the Shell V Power Supercar yeah. Race Team. So yeah. go the That's Mustangs this year. So looking forward to see them with the uh, the new Gen 3. So hopefully I, I we have knew, a good year. I knew year. a bit of a rev head. <laughs> Tomo? Oh, well, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> Robbie? The Melbourne footy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a favourite quote or saying? I've got a couple. Do you guys have a favourite quote or saying? Yeah, yeah. Probably my favourite is people People mightn't remember what you said to them, but they sure will remember how you made them feel. Awesome. Very good. Tomo? Oh, just usually when um, we've been out or, or whatever and we all go our separate ways and I just go... Uh, yeah, good on you guys. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, what makes you happy and what is your fa- – this is a little bit weird, but what's your favourite training ride? I'll kick off. Uh, yeah, go on. Look, kick off. look, obviously spending time with my family and friends yes. is, is what makes me happy and, and being outdoors and I love where we live. We live in an, an incredible part of Melbourne. Uh, you know, we need the beaches. Just being near the ocean is, is quite special. So, And the training ride, I love coming back from so Morty to Mornington 
and I love coming back through as you come through back uh, Mount Eliza and you come over the hill at um, oh, yeah. Oliver's Hill there and you see that view down on the left and that's pretty and breathtaking into Frankston. And then it's downhill all it's the way. It's downhill all the way. way. And there's, there's not another hill to be seen. <laughs> so yeah, that that'd be my favourite. Yep. yep, Billy. Tomo, um, doing projects around the house. Okay. I've noticed um, you like to do a few projects lately and yeah, helping others. Yeah, I'm, our starting, house I'm, now, starting like. bl- I'm starting to run out, though. Um, <laughs> uh, well, hey, uh, we've got one G-man. You can, there's a lot of work out there to do, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going back there next Monday. Yeah, yes. Um, but uh, going for a ride with friends, but doing it um, at the old man's pace, yeah. my pace, hey, hey, about 24 k's an hour. That's going quick, mate. Um <laughs> But best training ride, um, recent one we had to go to when we went to Ballarat. Okay. And did Mount Bannerong. But the overall ride was just the countryside was sensational. And getting going, getting to the top of Mount Bunurong and then going up the, oh, they had a, a lookout up the, the very top and... Uh, yeah, the view from there was spectacular. Stunning. But, uh, awesome. Yeah, no, that was a good one, that one. All right, let's see if we can get Tomo's song uh, gets us up and going now. I'll play your song, Tomo. Uh, you want to introduce it for me before I hit the hit button? Yeah, it's just Hero by Mariah Carey. Um, and yeah. here, we, here we go. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in. Back on air on Radio Karam with Megs and Tomo on the Triple B socials. Okay, guys, besides the necessities, what is the one thing you could not go a single day without? And I think I know Megs is, but go on. Well, coffee, clearly. <laughs> clearly it's <laughs> but coffee. But I, I think connecting with my kids, Samuel and Ella, I think I'd, I'd, oh, okay. I'd, I should say my husband too. So, but, <laughs> Is he listening? Uh, well, I hope he's listening. He better be listening. <laughs> Tomo? Oh, the old adage, chocolate, can of Coke. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because the kids have moved out and doing their own thing, seeing the kids and... yeah. Grandchildren and yeah. that sort of thing with uh, with my wife. So yeah, yeah grandkids are a buzz. Yeah. Um, what's the first job you ever had? It could be selling newspapers as a kid or waiting tables. But I don't want a job that you did for your for your folks out mowing the lawns or doing the dishes. Money paid externally. What was the first job you ever had, Domo? Um, Dad used to work for uh, Shell. So he had a heap of superstitions in the area okay. that he used to go around to, and um, I went and worked at one of those. Beautiful. On a Saturday morning, and yeah, four hours. Nice. Away we went. Magsy? I worked in, I, I grew up in a country town out in New South Wales, so we had a Fossey, so I don't think Fossies is not around, but a bit like oh, Best. I remember Fossies. Yeah, if you shame hmm. my age, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, a little bit like a Best and Less, so yeah. I used to work in the lay-by. Okay, in the um, lay-by in section. The lay-by back, in, back in the days, in lay-bys. Fo- do they still do lay-bys these days? I don't. Not with credit card. Do they? I've got no yeah, idea. No one wants to wait anymore. <laughs> exactly. Really. No, no one waits no. for it's anything. Rush, 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 That's rush, it. isn't it? It's a rush, rush world we're in. Um, what's the first car you ever owned? Not one you stole or borrowed. <laughs> one you you own. Not one your parents gave you. One you owned. And, and it could have been out of your hard earned that you earned at, 
at um, the Shell or Fossies. Jesus. And what colour was it? And did you name it? Like they name cars and, you know, they name bikes these days. Who no, names it? drive the hell out of it, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, it was a 1976 uh, Toyota Corolla hatch. Okay. It was maroon. Maroon. LBA 576 was the number plus. <laughs> You're going well, mate. You're yeah. going really well. And, uh, yeah, drive the hell out of it. Drive the hell out of it. Went up to Queensland and that sort of thing. I'd be nothing by the time oh. I... Well, I would have thought so. <laughs> um, did you have a name for it? No. Nah. No, nah, good, good. No. Nah. If you say Kamara, I'm going to kill No, it was, it was, I was actually in the whole... Um, I had a uh, 63 EJ Holden. Okay. So the EJs uh, weren't as popular as the EHs. EHs it was like no. the not cool car. The EJs oh, no, the EHs no. were cool because yeah, it had yeah. the, better, the better sort of look. Um, but it was brown. It had the bench seats. It had the dash that looked like a jukebox. <laughs> Yep. And it used to actually, it was a hydromatic, so it was an automatic oh, yeah, yeah. and had the up in the steering wheel to get. Yep. But it would actually, when I'd stop at the gate at the farm to open the gate, it used to jump out of gear and chase me through the gate. And my girlfriends at school used to call it the Batmobile. So the old 63 had the little wings at the back. back so yeah, the Batmobile, yeah. the brown Batmobile. Do you have a name for it? No, just no, Batmobile. Batmobile. It was pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I wish I kept it. I'm sure. Oh, they're worth quite a bit, yeah, 100%. 100%. They would be worth a bit of money. Um, what superhero would you like to be and what power would you have? Oh, I'm a sucker for the old favourite, Superman. <laughs> um, I don't know. He was an overall... He was, a, he was an all-rounder. Yeah, but I guess the flying component would, do, would have done it for me, just getting there quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, I'm scared of heights. <laughs> Megsy? Oh, look, I was always a Catwoman fan. <laughs> uh, but... Um, and, and the superpower, probably, on a personal basis, is if you could just rid the world of cancer, that'd be a pretty cool superpower. That'd be a pretty... Yeah. That yeah. we could have. Absolutely. Uh do you have a bucket list destination and what has been your favourite holiday destination to date? Um, we've since gone into caravans. Yep. So we started off in tents and I got sick of uh, putting in about 90 pegs <laughs> by the time we put the, the tent up and the fly and everything. So got into the camper trailers and then got a... Um, got sick of that um, and uh, pop top and now that I'm retired and my wife's sort of basically retired we want to uh, tour around Australia um, so we'll probably start that next year um, but we're getting an actual caravan yeah. so we're buying uh, buy, got one coming in June hopefully um, so yeah, that'll be a new chapter of of uh, retirement. And favourite uh, destination I've got two um, was walking through the main gates at Wimbledon back okay. in two thirteen because yep. um, we've since done um, the Grand Slam tournaments. Okay. So we've done them all. Awesome. And uh, was uh, seeing the end of the 100th Tour de France. Okay, yeah. And being in a marquee about 50 metres from the finish line. The finish line, line yeah. That, awesome. uh, that was a buzz. Two of your passions, tennis and, yeah. and cycling. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, you missed out on the grand final. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> Megzy? I have never been to Greece, Billy. So that's what? Not, I never. I what? know I've never been to Greece, so it is definitely on the bucket list. Good. Uh, and look, probably the best holiday uh, for us is the snow. So uh, yeah, yeah, no, I thought yeah, that's right. You're a bit Japan of a snow and bunny, Canada, yeah. and it's the you know the powder and the endless runs. Awesome. I mean, we like Australia, but it's yeah. a little bit different. A little to, bit different, exactly. To, uh, Northern Hemisphere. So, is there any one place you'd like to retire to? You know, if money wasn't an object, is there one place, it could be back home in your country town or, or somewhere in Australia or somewhere overseas, is there, is there one place you'd, you'd think you'd love to retire to? I don't know if you're travelling around Australia and you retire, but one place to settle down, that's it, no, no more travelling, I'm just going to settle down here and live my last few years here. Is there any one place in particular? Um, I would have said maybe Phillip Island. Okay. Yeah, because um, we go down there for January holidays mm-hmm. just for a week, but we've been doing it for about ten years or so, um, and it's it hasn't overly been commercialised like a lot of places. Like we used to go to Marimbula as a kid, and going back there now, yeah, it's completely changed. Giant has changed. Yeah. Whereas, hundred percent, Phillip yeah. Island, I think the the Basque coast they don't allow people like mcdonald's in or anything like that um it's uh it's it's that sort of free um they've got all the supermarkets and medicals and everything like that yeah fast foods no 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 Megzy? Well, I, I sort of like where we live here, so I'm quite happy. Quite I, probably, happy I probably got my retirement house. I just need to work to pay it off. So I'm pretty happy to <laughs> stick around okay, the area. Sure, no worries. Uh, is there any series or movies that you you can recommend to me, the viewers, uh, the listeners? Sorry, not viewers. We're, we're not a podcast. We're a, not, not a vodcast. We're a podcast, aren't we? <laughs> oh, I continually watch The Martian and um, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. I reckon if I've watched them once, both of them, I've watched them about ten times. Oh well, I've got to say, Drive to Survive. So uh, <laughs> of that's, you uh, do, that's yep. uh, the new season's back on, and obviously we, we uh, Yellowstone is very big in our very, house. Yeah, so. yeah, good one. Um, is it? Oh, I think you've answered that. Uh, what are you currently watching? So. Uh, oh, actually, I just watched uh, a really good thriller, Australian thriller called Black Snow. So okay. that's a, it's okay. a pretty. It's only about six episodes. Oh, so that, good. That's a cracker. Good. So good Australian, good Australian uh, series. Awesome. Mash. Mash. Yeah, I got the kids to buy me uh, the complete series of Mash. So okay. I'm watching the reruns of Mash. Uh, I'm going to ask you something that's not on the script here, but um, if you guys. One of my favourite Australian ones. It's a, it's a bit of black comedy. And not, have you seen Mister In Between? Yes. What yes. did you think? Yeah, I liked it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. No. One, to, one worth while watching, Tomo, if okay. you can. All right. Um, moving right along. <laughs> what if anything scares you? Uh, I, look, at the moment, I've got uh, my eldest has just got her piece, and I think for me that that fear of yeah. them being out on the road. Is yep. uh, she's off to a festival this weekend, which is three hours away, and yeah, that that's the biggest thing. And yeah. not so much they're, they're quite good drivers, but obviously you that's worry about everyone else on the exactly. road. So I think as a parent, that's probably the biggest thing at the moment mm-hmm. that scares that's, me. That's a fair call too, Tomo. Um, used to be snakes, <laughs> but with the way everything's turned out, and with the way the economy and all this sort of thing, I always wondered or feared that uh, 
your, your kids would find a house and do all of that. So my son's been able to, um, and that was uh, good. But, uh, yeah, we're still working on my daughter. Okay. And finally, I think I might know the answer, uh, but anyway, there might be something else. What is the one thing in the world that you would like to see happen which would make you happy before you leave the planet? Well, it's pretty poignant for me today. We, yeah. We've got to fight I, a cure I for guess cancer. So, yeah. so I, thought be, that, I thought that would be the answer. I could say lots of things like but, win yeah. lotto, or, but the reality but is winning day. lotto would be curing cancer. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Tomo? Yeah, the same thing. So, yeah. Um, the only other one would be if some of these damn uh, world leaders would pull their heads in and so that the the planet can, you know, live in peace and yeah. help each other out instead of pulling each other apart. Fair enough. All right. comes to the end of our podcast, finally. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Megs and Tomo, for appearing on my first ever radio broadcast and podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you guys. Um, but most of all, good luck on SIG Tour in a couple of weeks, March the 16th. Uh, see you when you get back. I might even see you before, hang on a training ride. No, I doubt it. No, I ain't training <laughs> with you guys. Um, and just one more time, where can people donate? Tomo? Um, even if you just go on the Tour to Kill website, yeah. and well, I think you can just search the name and uh, um, it'll come up. Yeah. Well, we'll post them in the links down below later on. Okay. Yeah. And also, oops. Um, yeah, once again, many thanks, guys. Um, so if, if you haven't already done so, make sure you like Radio Karam on Facebook or Insta. It's probably the best way to keep an eye out for your favourite shows and when they are broadcasting. Check out our website, radiocaram.org, for more info about other shows and, pod- and on the station. And, of course, this podcast, Triple B Socials, Episode 1. Uh, and to you listeners out there, this is Triple B Social saying thank you for listening and hope to see you soon if my ratings are up. <laughs> but I hope, <laughs> hope you're all having the time of your life. So good night and see you soon. Hello, my name is Dave Graney. I am an underworld musician of many years standing. I'm here to ask you to tune in to my fellow traveller, my comrade, Radio Radio Caram. Caram.